tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the Good News Ride Home for Thursday, June 25th, 2020. I'm Jackson Bird. Today, some tips for collaborating with coworkers and other ways to maximize working from home. NASA wants your help designing a toilet for their next trip to the moon. How unwanted pests in some store-bought broccoli turned into a wholesome Twitter saga. And a new way to keep up to date with your favorite directors. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. While some folks have started returning to work in cities that are reopening, others are still working from home. A lot of companies have made returning to the office optional, and some have even ended their leases and turned the entire company fully remote. As someone who has worked from home for the better part of a decade, I can tell you that it takes more than a few months to get used to it, especially when those few months took place during a pandemic. I mean, this was working from home on hard mode. And if you're a parent with kids at home, you're basically playing on expert level. So for anyone still working from home and finding it challenging or just looking for ways to improve, the New York Times spoke to a few experts and pulled together some great tips for making your work-from-home experience just as productive and fulfilling as working in the office. Anne Hermanetti, the chief executive of Herman, a multinational company that creates tools to help employees communicate better, says the first thing is to shift your mindset. When you're working from home, you're measured on your output, what you actually get done, not just how long you appear to be at work. And while this can be intimidating at first, it also means that you have more freedom to organize your schedule to better suit your needs. Herman Nettie said, quote, While there are still unavoidable meetings, creating chunks of time to turn off notifications and focus deeply on your own projects, called time boxing, can lift the quality of your output, end quote. Also, remember that it's new for everyone, and find ways to get creative or take initiative. Don't wait for your bosses to figure everything out or just go along with it if they're, for example, not taking advantage of useful video call features that you're aware of. Everyone is still figuring things out, and that includes managers. Going along with that, speak up if something isn't working. Since they can't see you in person, even the best managers will have more trouble noticing issues employees may be having. One of the toughest things to replicate is the natural collaboration that happens when you share an office. While it might not be organic anymore, it doesn't have to be non-existent. The Times recommends scheduling virtual coffee breaks with coworkers or blocks of time for one-on-one video calls to work together on a project or even just work separately while keeping each other company. And this goes for interacting with your supervisors too. Request time to check in with your mentors or managers to make sure that you're on the same page and still on their radar for possible career advancement. Keep that communication open. And do what you can to remove distractions. Since you no longer have to fear a boss or coworker peering at your screen, it can be easy to accidentally lose an hour on social media. Try apps like Self Control that lock you out of certain websites or leave your phone in another room when you need to focus. And now, if you are the manager, here are a few tips. Over-communicate. 
give context, explain decisions, give transparency. It's a confusing and worrisome time for people, and you're naturally going to have less opportunities for natural communication than before, so you have to prioritize making your intentions extra clear. And in addition to transparency, make time to highlight people's successes and recognize the good work that people are doing. You can also keep trying different things and experimenting. Some people's responsibilities will have changed dramatically. Some people will respond differently to having to work from home. This is a chance to mix things up and see if there are more effective ways of getting the job done. But make sure it's in a way that's clearly communicated as experimenting. Remember that people are under a lot of extra stress and anything unexpected might be received poorly. Quoting the Times, Employees aren't just figuring out how to work from home. They're managing newly full households and worrying about a potentially deadly virus as well as economic fallout and social justice issues. Part of understanding that is accepting messiness and showing your team that you're not immune to it, says Jean-Claude Segbini, chief technology officer at Walters Kluwer Health, end quote. Most people did not sign up for a job that required them to work from home, but the good news is that offices are all in it together, even when the physical office is gone. On Monday, I told you about bidet company Tushy's contest to basically become a poop influencer. And now we've got the second toilet-related competition in one week. NASA has just announced their Lunar Loo Challenge. You may have heard buzz earlier this week about the new $23 million toilet on the International Space Station. Called the Universal Waste Management System, or the UWMS, it took six years to develop and is the most advanced bathroom ever made. So far. But the UWMS, which NASA hopes to use on the Orion spacecraft after a three-year test run on the ISS, is designed for lunar orbit, not for a lunar lander. NASA is looking for something the astronauts can use when they go back to the moon and have to go through gravity wells, not just functioning in microgravity, which is where the Lunar Lou Challenge comes in. Quoting The Verge, Today, NASA is announcing the Lunar Lou Challenge, a competition in partnership with Hero X to come up with the best space toilet for the agency's future human lunar lander. As part of NASA's Artemis program, which aims to send the first woman and the next man to the moon by 2024, the lander will take astronauts from lunar orbit down to the moon's surface. That means the restroom on board has to be versatile. It will need to work in orbit, where the astronauts will be weightless, and also when astronauts are experiencing one-sixth of Earth's gravity on the lunar surface. And without much gravity, things can get a little messy if you don't prepare. End quote. While NASA has been working on and improving on space toilets for decades, they recognize that there's also been a lot of innovation down here on Earth, and they want to see what other people might be able to come up with. Submissions will be judged by a team of NASA engineers. They're offering up to $35,000 in prizes. Winners will get a tour of the Johnson Space Center in Houston, and some version of the winning design may be used on the lunar lander. There's also a junior competition for kids under 18 to submit their own designs. And in case you're interested in giving this a shot, here is some more information on the specs. Quoting again, To win the best Lunar Lou design, participants need to follow a series of specifications laid out by NASA. The toilet must be able to accommodate both women and men, since this will be the first time a woman steps onto the surface of the moon. The toilet has to be a certain size and weight. It can't use up too much energy, and it can't be too noisy. It also can't be too time-consuming to use. 
but perhaps the best specifications relate to how much waste the toilet must be able to collect. NASA did a lot of research to determine just how often astronauts will need to go on the moon. End quote. I'm not going to go into the explicit details from the article, but I will say that NASA has calculated that the toilet needs to be able to collect up to one liter of fluid per use, and that there are more uh, applications than you might immediately think of. For example, it's not uncommon for astronauts to lose their lunch en route. Mike Interbartolo, project manager for the Lunar Lou Challenge, who's working on the human lunar lander system at NASA, points out that the toilet needs to have enough, quote, redundancy, so that waste doesn't escape the toilet and then float all over the cabin and contaminate things, which apparently used to happen with very early toilet models back in the day. Most astronauts, if they'll even discuss it, agree that going to the bathroom is the worst part of space travel. So maybe you can change that. Maybe you have the winning Lunar Lou challenge idea that will finally make space toilets the laps of luxury that we have down here on Earth. Earlier this month, British radio presenter Sam Darliston found a surprise in the broccoli that he bought from Tesco, an English supermarket chain. He tweeted, quote, Hey Tesco, I was about to cook my favorite vegetable of all time, broccoli, and after unwrapping it, to my surprise, found caterpillars inside. They're really nice and we've ended up keeping one as a pet and naming him, but just as a heads up, some of your brock has sea pillars. End quote. Sam immediately went on to name the caterpillar, Cedric, and built a nice habitat for him. It may have ended soon after that, but Sam went back to Tesco to buy more broccoli and found six more caterpillars in that bunch. His housemate also went and bought his own bunch, which also had a caterpillar in it. At this point, Sam started naming all of the caterpillars. Cedric was joined by Brock, Ollie, Carlos, Croc, Janine, and Slim Eric. And he was using Twitter to document budding romances between the creatures, as well as the chrysalises some of them were beginning to phase into. Quoting Yahoo, I read the caterpillars only eat their host plant, and I didn't have any broccoli in the garden, so I thought the best bet is to keep them with some broccoli, and they can leave when they're older, Darliston said. After researching that it would be safe to release the Spanish white cabbage butterflies in the UK, Sam created a small ecosystem in his living room. However, the paper lid resulted in several of the bugs escaping into the house, with one cocooning around a scented vanilla stick and another underneath a candle holder. Darliston says, three of them got out and were in the lounge. You're not meant to move them once they're cocooned, so one is just in the lounge. End quote. By day three, Tesco seemed to have caught on and sent Sam a gift card to the tune of one pound and ten pence to make up for three broccoli bunches full of caterpillars. That was on June 14th, and now on the 25th, almost all of the original caterpillars have turned into butterflies. Sam has been recounting their adventures and releasing the butterflies into the wild on his Twitter, as well as live on BBC Radio 2, where he remarked that it was a bit like finding a toy in your cereal, only he got some pets from a vegetable. Tesco has responded by saying, quote, It seems like a hungry caterpillar made its way into Sam's broccoli. We're really sorry about this and apologize to Sam for providing an accidental pet with his greens. We regularly test our fresh produce for quality, but as we encourage our growers to move to more natural production methods and greatly reduce the application of pesticides, this can occasionally lead to the odd insect being found, end quote. And Darliston agrees, quote, It's natural, isn't it? It means they're not using too many pesticides, which is a good thing, end quote. 
And it's just refreshing to see someone finding something unexpected in their food and instead of starting a lawsuit, using it to entertain thousands of people for a few days with a totally wholesome, whimsical saga. So thanks, Sam and Cedric. Ending today with a cool website I recently found that lets you know when your favorite director releases a new movie. It's called Director Alerts, and it's exactly what it says on the tin. If you go to directoralerts.website, there's just a simple form to input any directors you want to stay up to date with, an option to put in a country preference if you have one, and your email. It assures you that you won't get any spam, just an email when one of the directors you listed has a new movie coming out. Now, this might sound like a totally pointless service to some people, either because you're a big enough film buff that you keep up to date with your favorite directors anyways, or because you don't really care about who's directing a movie. But for those of us in the middle who maybe loved a movie and want to keep an eye on that director but don't actually have the time to remember to follow up or can't or don't want to follow them on social media, this is a great way to have someone else do that work for us and get a nice reminder email after we probably forgot. I will say that the director's field pulls from a set database, and some of the more independent documentary directors that I like weren't on there, so if you have more obscure tastes, it might not work for you. But Director Alerts pulls from a site called The Movie Database, which is a community-built database of movies, actors, and filmmakers with a strong international focus. And being that it is community-built, you can add any movie you want to the movie database, so long as you create an account and follow their contribution guidelines. So if you really care, you could submit a movie directed by the director you're interested in to the database, and then theoretically that director should show up on Director Alerts. I'm not clear quite yet on when you get an email notification. It seems like it might be when the movie comes out in theaters, or presumably for the time being, launches on demand. I think that I'd kind of like a notification when the movie is first announced, or maybe when the first trailer drops or something. But for the times that I'm really not keeping up with the film world, I suppose when it's released is pretty helpful too. Either way, cool website. I'm into it, and mostly it reminds me that I can't wait until it's normal to go to movie theaters again. That is all for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media, the daily news podcast people. I'm Jackson Bird. I hope you all have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.